Hello and welcome to all new and veteran weebs to the Simping for Senpai podcast, where we make it our goal to make sure that you watch your goddamn animes. This show will contain adult language, lewd things, and talks of waifus, best girls, who's the queen of the harem, you know, that sort of thing. If you want to simp, then go ahead and simp for us. Nice me, simply. Welcome on my new and veteran weaves to the newest episode of the Simping for Senpai podcast. I am your loner host himself, Mr. Ash Basham. And for me saying that is because both my co-hosts cannot make it today, which is unfortunate. But I do have their stuff for the topic that we're doing today. And so I'm going to throw those out on top of what we're doing as well. Because we're going to be talking about some husbandos, which is probably my... Besides waifus, husbandos is usually one of those other things I like to talk about because you got to give the men some love in some of your series. But also, just letting you guys know, don't forget to check out some of the other podcasts that we always, always love talking about all the time. Check out the anime Shoshin. They should have their most recent episode out about the time. They did Chainsaw Man not that long ago, so go check it out. Go see what you guys think about it. Uh, we also have the Baka 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 boys as well man they just did an episode on i believe it was oh, damn i just and i just listened to it and i can't believe i didn't write this down god damn it well go give them some love <laughs> also baka talk man Weez is going to be coming back again pretty soon i'm getting i'm in talks with them as well to getting on again it's just the matter of actually setting that date because i have too much stuff that's going to be going on but go check them out as well then also go check out Up Your Experience podcast, Mr. Blaze McBain. He always shouts out this podcast on his show every week. You guys should definitely go check him out. And if, especially if you guys want to talk about video game stuff and all that fun, fun world of video game news. All right, cool. So today I'm actually not going to be alone, which is great because I can't really do this subject by myself. So luckily I asked two good friends to come on this show. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves as they come on in. Hey. Courtney and I'm Carl and we're the hosts of two podcasts which are part of the strictly series of podcasts so we have strictly anime our podcast for anime reviews and discussions where we talk about anything from like seasonal to classic anime and in fact you Ash were on to talk about shield hero season two which was a wild God. ride and then we have strictly Jojo our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's bizarre adventure where we review every single episode and talk all things Jojo and we're really excited to be here today Hell yeah. I am so happy you guys are finally on. I've been trying to get you guys on for a while. <laughs> Ever yeah, since we yeah. did that, uh, the Shield Hero episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it before we started recording, but like the energy that we had when we were talking about Shield Hero, like that was just so good. Like that was great energy. So we're excited to to be on your show and hopefully we can bring that same energy. 
Oh, we definitely will. I mean, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Husbandos today. So, I mean, there's no right. way there's not going to be any energy. Like, it's physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, since I have both of you here, I do want to do, like, a smaller interview to get to know you guys a bit better. So, everyone else knows who you guys are mainly in a deeper level. Not too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Up close and personal. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think one of like the main question I have is like, what was your guys' first animes that you guys started watching? Ooh, okay. Mm. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, because I, I I have to think about it. so <laughs> where it starts. The mm -hmm. technically the first anime I ever watched was of course Pokemon. We mm -hmm. all did. If you're of this generation, that's like what you grew up watching, but didn't realize that it was anime. But I guess if I'm talking like true anime. That like I knew was anime and got me into anime. It'd have to be Inuyasha. Mm -hmm. That's I don't know why, but that consistently comes up on the show. <laughs> I don't I feel know like why. There's like a handful of Adult Swim anime again for our generation of like mm -hmm. weebs. There's like a handful of um, shows that were on Adult Swim that like sucked people in. That was like Ghost in the Shell, Bebop, Inuyasha. Like any of those are the ones I think were gateway anime for a lot of for a lot of us. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Ooh, man. What about you, Carl? Um, yeah, I think for me, like, the technical answer is, is Pokemon, even though I wasn't really aware back then that it was an anime. And I know mm -hmm. <laughs> there was this recent news that Ash finally won a championship. Finally. Fucking yeah, he won, he won a world championship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, wow, it, took, it only took 25 years, and, you know, he's still 10 years old for some reason. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh that would God, be my technical answer is, is Pokemon. Um, I think I would fleetingly catch episodes of Cowboy Bebop on Toonami, but, like, I didn't actually get fully invested in the show until later. And so I guess I'm kind of a late bloomer when it comes to anime. And Courtney's part of the reason I got into it because mm -hmm. I really started watching it in, in college. And <laughs> I want to say the first one that just really hooked me was Attack on Titan. Mm. Which is a wild gateway anime. Like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, I usually don't have people watch Attack on Titan within, like, their first... 10 to 15 animes usually mm. i want yeah i usually like having people settled in first so usually something short is like the best thing to start out with that's yeah. that's usually my philosophy because if you give them like a really long series at the beginning they're gonna be like dude this is dragging so long when is it done it's like eh, it's gonna be yeah. a minute but attack on Titan's one is one of complex ones. as attack on titan like that's even as like an anime fan I still have to like process what I'm watching on Attack on Titan. I have to go back and read something whenever I I watch Attack on Titan and be like, I don't remember about this. Why were they talking about that? And it's like, oh, it mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Those small things are just, I don't know. They, they, those are the type of shows where you really do have to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I always rely on like the. You know, there are anime wikis out there for almost every anime under the sun. So I always go back to, like, the Attack on Titan, like, the anime articles for, for that yeah. wiki just to get a refresher. Okay. Uh, are you two manga readers? No. no. So a little <laughs> oh. bit of background about, like, our podcast being called Strictly Anime. Yep. When we were coming up with a name. We thought, well, we're anime-only people, and mm -hmm. we're only going to talk about anime. We, like, rarely touch a manga. So mm -hmm. that's how we came up with Strictly Anime. <laughs> <laughs> 
I kind of figured just by your guys' name, but I never really knew if you guys did read manga or not. But I, I mean, I finished a total of like four or six manga my entire life. Like, Jesus. actually completed. I know a lot of them are still ongoing and whatnot, but like, actually yeah. completed like maybe four or six manga. So, not a lot at all. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah, I think I only made it through, like, this was back in grade school. Like, I just made it through volume one of Bleach. Oh, <laughs> and that was like it. <laughs> so... Wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I was going to ask you if you want recommendations, but <laughs> if you guys are not going to read. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> there are some mangas out there that are like don't have anime adaptations and are really amazing. I know. I feel like we miss out as being anime only people, but mm -hmm. and this is just me personally. Like manga is beautiful, and what I have read, I've really enjoyed. But mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm just like I I'm not a a very creative person. So when it comes to like driving my Im imagination to like picture what is on these pages i like suck at it that's why anime is great for me because someone's already done the work they've already colorized <laughs> everything they've animated it there's music there's voice acting so it's it's right up my alley okay yeah i mean it's understandable uh, god damn it because there's like this one manga like my buddy recommended me and i read it in like a day because it's really short it's about 20 chapters i think it is and it's called mm -hmm. the uh, the demon king's daughter is too precious Ooh. uh uh I honestly recommend you guys to read that one because it's just it's just wholesome as hell and it'll probably give you diabetes for how sweet it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it the Demon King's daughter is too precious? Is too precious or is so or is so precious? I think that's what it's called. Uh, I'm looking up right now. Yeah, that one's like oh, it's so fucking good. It's just it's just very imagine just a little tiny demon girl with like the cutie with a cute face. And then she looks like she's wearing a onesie the whole time, but it's supposed to be like a scary garb because she's supposed to be a demon. And then she's just like, she saws everything as like a child. <laughs> it just, it's so fucking cute. <laughs> it's just so cute. Like, I, I recommend you guys reading that one because it's, it's something where you don't have to think and you just let the words, just read the words and just see what's happening. And then you'd be like, that's fucking cute. Like, honestly. <laughs> down okay. i mean i i'm not like against reading manga so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm down to pick something up if someone recommends it i'm gonna add it to my list right now yeah that one it's, it's short you can a good you can probably spend a good like hour reading it and you'll be done it's not that not that long perfect mm -hmm. yeah, i see here Th three volumes yeah, okay so yeah. not, that's it, it's, all. it's short it's like like it's like 20 chapters i think it is it's pretty pretty short all right cool uh i got two more questions then for you for you two uh the Next question is going to be, okay, so when did you guys realize that you wanted to do a podcast? That's the real question. Ooh. So like many other podcasts, we were birthed um, around the time of the pandemic because, you know, you're stuck at home. You yeah. got a lot of time on your hands. But I think we had thought about doing it actually for quite a while before that um, because we, we realized anytime like Carl and I would go watch a movie, like a Marvel movie or whatever, or watch like a TV show, we mm -hmm. would sit and just like talk about it for a really long time after, um, and just like share our theories and things like that, even just between the two of us. And I was like, why don't we do this as like a hobby? We, we love talking and analyzing, um, things that we've just watched. So we should just like do that. And I know that. Carl, he's a very creative person, and he's not in a creative field for work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, this very is also a really good creative it. outlet for you. <laughs> oh, 
while. <laughs> yeah, which is why like I I like to come up with really outlandish synopses for <laughs> the anime that we watch. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, like Courtney said, it's a, a great way to just break out of the monotony of everyday life and to talk about things that we really love and are passionate about. Yeah. Funny enough, though, speaking of outlandish um, synopsis and scenarios, uh, Jordan from Shonen Flop has, does some really good ones, too, whenever they do their reviews of sh the shitty mangas that they're reading. Yeah. yeah, they're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love the one that they did when I was on for uh, Love for Love Rush. The art for that manga was beautiful. But, man, it sucked reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only 12 chapters. And it was a drag to read it. And it was a ROM. It's a ROM shonen. And I was like, oh. And I love ROMs so much. But, yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. They just... The creativity of that is just spectacular. When people can just like take that synopsis, summarize it themselves, and doing it however way they want, it's just that's a, that's an art form. Well, I gotta give Carl props because um, he he one time wrapped the entire plot to an anime uh, to the uh, the tune, I guess, of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a, a one of the Attack on Titan final season episode <laughs> i was like sitting there because he, he doesn't show me his like wow. synopses beforehand so i mm -hmm. always hear them for the first time when we're recording and i'll sit there like what the fuck <laughs> that's interesting i had no idea that's actually cool <laughs> crap god damn oh these just these ideas just pop in my head i was like yeah i think this would be great as a to the tune of the fresh prince theme song <laughs> you're fucking mad man that's dope <laughs> that's his dope <laughs> All right, <laughs> and one last question, and this one's pretty. I think this is interesting because I actually have never asked anybody this question before, and Ooh. I like to test this out on you too. So, what's one show that you've watched and you just said nah immediately, where to the point where you know you will never ever go back to it? Oh, I'm pulling up oh, my dropped list really quick on now. <laughs> Because there's like a couple, but I want to pick like, I want to pick the one, the one that like yeah. really sticks out. All right, I'll let you guys think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the one I did because this fucking shit happened to me recently and it annoyed me. So on Twitter there was a another podcast that they posted up saying like, what's like a show that you just don't like? Either you want to delete it from your memory or delete it from your memory so you can remember it and rewatch it again. And I had the opposite effect. It's like, well, I want this deleted because I don't know why this is still in my brain. But it's Handshakers. Heard of Handshakers. And... What is that about? So, okay, so there's these um, humanoid creatures that are known as Handshakers. And the moment that uh, someone, like whether it's a human, uh, man, woman, child, doesn't matter, it, the moment they lock on to one of them, essentially like hold their hand, they come in intertwined with them into like some sort of battles that are going to be happening. But there's a catch. If you remove your hand from the other hand, uh, you will die. Oh. But it's it's a time limit, but you don't know the time limit. But the animation style is shitty because it's a mixture of 3D CG and like uh, rotoscoped all in one. And it sounds like a hot mess. Yeah. Uh, I got really dizzy watching the first five <laughs> minutes of it. And it's god awful. 
and it become a fucking meme on Twitter because my one of my buddies, uh, Blaze McBain from the Up Your Experience podcast, he happens to retweet that. And then on his show the following week, he's like, hey, make sure to go DM Ash that, to go watch Handshakers because apparently that's his favorite anime of all time. And I literally fucking <laughs> flagged his ass immediately. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> that's actually making me curious to watch this. I always like, tell so people bad, at least, you gotta watch it. <laughs> I always tell people at least try to watch the first episode. And I've already watched the first episode three times to get other people to just bear with it because it's <laughs> god awful it's not as it's not super awful like x arms was but man this one could be this thing could have been what x arms was trying to strive to be strive <laughs> to be yeah no you'll you'll notice what i mean and when the moment you watch like maybe the first 5 minutes <laughs> and yeah i instantly clicked out of it like the first time i watched it clicked out of it in 10 minutes Second time I watched it, I did watch the whole episode. Third time, two minutes in, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not fucking... I, I never get past the first episode. That shit is just gone. I wish that thing was deleted from my brain. But <laughs> uh, I think for me, like, the thing that comes up in recent memory was actually uh, an anime from last year, which is uh, Kanajo mo Kanajo. Oh. I, yeah, we didn't like that one. I mean, like, I, yeah. I didn't have any problems with animation, but just just the story and like what the the male protagonist—I don't remember his name—but what he intended, like he intended to do with the, the two girlfriends, I was like, there, "There's no way in hell this could like play out in real life." And I know this is an anime, but I don't. <laughs> that that kind of thing just frustrated me. And you know, I, I don't know if polygamy is really been accepted in most cultures today but i think it, no <laughs> still a long way to go and like even with an anime form i couldn't i couldn't bear it so i think we i dropped it after like a couple episodes yeah i dropped it the same time as you did and really for me it's like the, the main characters all three of them just like sucked they were all just like bad people but i think the male protagonist was the worst because he was so selfish in all of his asks like he didn't care if it like emotionally wrecked one of the girls he's like but but I want this and would like weasel his way to try and get them to agree to it. But then they were also stupid for agreeing to it. So that's why I was like, I can't, I can't handle the stupidity. No. <laughs> so I dropped it. <laughs> God, no. Jesus. Okay. That's not but for bad. me, um, okay, I, I know sometimes I get hate for this. Mm -hmm. um, and Carl, you probably know what I'm about to say. I think the worst anime for me personally um, that I could, I wish I could delete from my memory is the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Oh I, no! I hate it so much, and it's I, so I watched precious. all of it. I forced myself to watch oh. all of it, and I think I watched what was the oh. fucking like movie or whatever. Uh, the um, disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah, I watched the disappearance too, and I was like, I don't get it. She is so fucking annoying, and I think it was around the time where Haruhi was really big. So you know, like, the the dance from mm -hmm. ED or whatever? ED. Like, How do you yep. guys? Everybody yep. fucking doing that at every anime convention. I'm like, just make it stop. So yeah, it just... The song's it, a banger. It's it like, is a good song. It's like trauma <laughs> for me, thinking about Haruhi. <laughs> and Carl put it on our, our anime Spotify playlist, and every time it comes up in the car, I'm like, skip that skip. shit. Skip it. <laughs> Hey man, that anime actually did uh, start a fucking subgenre out of nowhere because it of the, how good it was. Yeah, we wouldn't have shows like um, uh, like Heian and all those other ones without Haruhi Suzumiya, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. a. I won't deny it's an absolute staple mm -hmm. of the era it came out in. Wait, what year did it come out? Let's see. Um, like 2006. 2006. Yeah, so the golden age of anime, like the early mm -hmm. 2000s, where we just got banger after banger after banger. So I won't deny that, like, it came out at the right time for what it was. And I know a lot of people really love it, but it just. I'm just one of the weird ones who couldn't stand it. Yep, you're definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I feel you, especially the, um, oh, what was it, the the eight straight episodes, I keep forgetting what the hell the name of that, that string of episodes were, where it just um, replays, it replays the same day. Yeah, like, yeah, like the time loop or whatever. Yeah, it, like, I, I know a lot of people checked out at that point, because it's, it, it doesn't feel like it was important, but it really was, because they do change, like, one or two things in the episode, you just have to, like, see them, but it's understandable. I mean, that show is pretty old, and it's got a really super popular i remembered when it was still like a cult hit when everyone talked about it but not the big people would talk about it yeah no it's understandable though it's not too bad well i gave it a shot no one can say i didn't try because i no, did watch yeah. again like i watched the first season and the movie or something i watched like a decent amount of it and i was like well i tried guys i tried <laughs> well at least you finished it and you didn't just like stop and just not continue it so i mean i know but i do bad. wish i dropped it <laughs> <laughs> that oh, I could erase it from my memory. <laughs> you wouldn't want to rewatch it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. The movie is still like a really good movie, and it's still talked about to this day. It, it, but it's fucking long. <laughs> yeah. It's like almost four hour long movie. So <laughs> you might as well just say they could just break that out to actual episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. All right, I think that I think I'm good with the questions. That's pretty. That's, <laughs> that's pretty interesting and actually pretty eye opening on certain things. That's not bad though. Like, it's a little different take on uh, what you actually go through day to day, <laughs> or whatever you do on the whenever you actually like have guests on your guys' show and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's get this main topic started. So I had both Carl and Courtney bring up five of their favorite husbandos i also had my co-host send me theirs as well so i'm going to be reading theirs as well and uh you know just essentially say who they are talk about why and we'll, maybe we'll see if we have any interlocking ones somewhere <laughs> in there uh does anybody want to go first to drop their first husbando i i can go first uh, okay. i think um Mine are in no particular. We talked about this before the show, but I only really have like one number one husbando, so I might save him for last. I'm saving uh, mine for last too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> what our answers are going to be, but like mm -hmm. for first one, I want to bring up it. It's a more recent one, at least in anime memory. And I know it got a his show kind of got a bad rap, but mm -hmm. uh, it's Tatsu from Way of the House Husband. Worst husband. Yeah. Yes. So literally a husband. Yeah, literal a literal husband. <laughs> a literal husband <laughs> that I'm starting off with, and I think part of it is just because I love his Japanese voice actor. Uh, oh yeah, Kenjiro Suda, oh. like his his very calm, soothing, but then that tinge of menacing mood in his voice. That's what sells this role for me or this character. But also, yeah, just the fact that he's a house husband and was a former yakuza member but just applies the the code and the ways of the yakuza to his chores <laughs> in everyday life uh and you know like a guy like that is going to take care of you uh mm -hmm. both like <laughs> in terms of the house 
and if anyone and protecting tries to, you <laughs> right anyone that tries to mess with you uh, so i would put him as a as a true literal husbando on my list <laughs> that one's interesting i like the that scene where they were uh having that volleyball match oh <laughs> I think it was put... yeah and then like he, he he like carries his wife too in the middle of that thing because you say like this is what true love is or something yeah. like that <laughs> so good i, I love my... that panel so much <laughs> i think one of my favorite scenes is when he's putting together uh like a, a surprise party for his wife oh, and yeah. then he comes out with the cake and he's singing happy birthday but it's menacingly just a... <laughs> yeah, it's a very <laughs> monotone voice and <laughs> i just thought like he's putting in the effort but it's just it's kind of giving off creepy vibes the immortal dragon man fuck yes dude <laughs> I've read that manga and that manga is just so fucking good. And just yeah. like when I, I like the fact that they finally did do the anime when it came to Netflix, but it's uh, it's still hit though, not too bad though, like to be honest. It's still like a good six out of ten in my mm. eyes. Yeah, I, I feel like it could have deserved a better adaptation and I don't know if they plan to do another season. Like I'd I think still... they are. I think oh, they, they confirmed are. a season two. Okay. Yeah. I mean I I would still watch it, but yeah, I, I don't know if I can vibe with that sort of visual style. Yeah, because then if he, if it's going to be like that, you might as well just read the manga. Like, honestly. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a manga. I'll, I'll pick up that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's a good read. Like, I really enjoyed it. It The jokes are really good. I really do recommend people uh, reading that manga. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to bring up one of my co-hosts, one. Next, uh, this one's from Ace Coon himself. He, his first one is Asta. <laughs> Stop. From, from Black Clover. Well, he's also seen the series up to date, so I can see why he likes Asta, <laughs> since he does get better later into the series, but the beginning of the series, he's god-awful. Okay, I'm 63 episodes in, so maybe I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> uh, 90-something is when, uh, no, it's somewhere in the 80s and 90s where he gets his better character development. Holy shit. I still got yeah. to go. No, okay. you, you have a long ways to go. <laughs> Trust me. It took until episode 72 for me to finally call it quits. Because I still <laughs> could not stand this fucking anime. I know. Okay. Side note. I just... I, 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 I hear you because I'm trying. I want to finish it because people love this anime, but I just don't get it yet. So yeah, I'm hoping at a later point it'll get better. <laughs> Both my co-hosts like it too. I'm the only one that's in the negative on it, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Courtney, what's yours? So um, yeah, saving my number one for, for the last slot. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I'll pick... Okay, I don't know if people are going to say I, I'm just sharing this name because I'm riding the high of the anime, but I am sharing Lloyd Forger from God Spy it. Family oh, because uh, yeah. he is like the complete package. I mean, obviously, all of the husbandos on our list are going to be hot, right? So like, I won't talk about that part uh, of it. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> or most of them. Okay, most of our husbandos are going to be hot. Um, but Lloyd is like a literal husband, uh, maybe at least legally on paper. Um, he's, he's got like this perfect blend of the cool factor because he's a spy, but also just like the kind hearted father figure where mm -hmm. 
at the point that we're at in the anime, like he's starting to warm up to that role of being Anya's dad um, and yours husband. So it's like kind of nice to see his progression. But really, I mean, what captivates me about him is the fact that he is a spy. He's always on top of his shit. Like he's regarded as one of like the best in his organization. Um, and he just has like the coolest skill set. I don't know. I feel like he'd be the perfect husband because he'll... To like you know go to work and and do shit get shit done and then come home and like cook for you and clean and help you study i don't know it's like the perfect package <laughs> does he help on your study though? he does he gets he, does, he gets mad yeah. at her when she doesn't study yeah. <laughs> i feel like he's just forcing her to study but i mean that's every dad right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all okay. been there yeah, yeah we have <laughs> <laughs> i love that episode with yuri and her it was just so fucking adorable oh my god yuri is so funny <laughs> So what you think of the grammar? What's grammar? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, I okay. The Lloyd one I that uh, I didn't expect that to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> you do you do make a good point. It is about the hype and yeah, it, it makes sense about that. Uh I would have picked Daybreak, but I mean no <laughs> no I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, that's not too bad though. All right. <laughs> that's not too bad. Uh, I'm going to give Psychotics's right now. His is uh, Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, oh, very nice. Very okay, nice. I was contemplating Jet, You know too. what? That's a great answer because Jet does not get enough love compared to the other no. characters. That's a great and, answer. And he really is the father figure in that group, if you think about it as well. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's the, the more <laughs> Yeah, he's the more mature one in a lot of the situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's good that... I honestly didn't expect my co-host to pick pick him, but that's actually a pretty good one. I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, right. make some mean bell peppers and beef. He does. Oh, <laughs> it's not really beef, <laughs> right? All right. All right, I'm gonna give mine, and mine is a it's a good one because I love this anime, and I love this character specifically because he has a main rival that just pesters him all the damn time, and it's uh, Sh uh Shizuo, fucking um Haiwajima from Durarara. My this, God, I love Shizuo. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, the I love the first time we meet him because everyone keeps saying like, "Be careful with the dude that looks like a fucking bartender" in like the very first episode, and then like five minutes later, he's getting surrounded by gang members. He gets smacked in the head, and he just punches one dude out of his fucking clothes. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, and then the fact that he's always getting pestered by um fucking Isaiah all the damn time it's so good and i like the story those between the two of them what they actually did in the series it's so it's so good and i see why he hates him so much <laughs> it was because he was a dick that's all he was just being a dick to him there wasn't even no actual like reason behind it. he just wanted to be a dick to him <laughs> god and i mean and also he's like the strongest human i mean come on like you know for a fact he can hold his own he really can't die if you think about it because no one can beat him anyway. <laughs> I think Carl would like him because he's voiced by Daisuke Ono. Yeah, I, I just yeah, pulled up you would. the voice. <laughs> yep. yeah, I, I, can, I can vibe with that. He was actually yeah. one of the first male Sundere I kind of like got introduced to when I started to understand Dere Dere types because mm -hmm. I watched Dudarara when it was like airing back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, damn, who's this character? Why is he angry? But why do I like that he's angry? <laughs> so he kind of helped introduce me to Maelson today, which I'm now obsessed with. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that his only outfit is the bartending outfit. Yeah. <laughs> he and there's like a really clothes. sentimental reason why he wears it. That's like the yeah. best part of it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, yes and no, if you think about it, <laughs> because he got fired on his first day. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But his brother got him all of those things so he could actually have a job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our next ones. I'm going to bring up my uh, one of my co-host ones first, or I'm going to bring up both of theirs first so okay. we can talk about some of the other ones, unless you want to talk about the ones that they... Uh, they put in depth. Uh, the first one's going to be uh, Ace Coons, and he put Mikey from Tokyo Revengers. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm actually just glad that Tokyo Revengers is ending because it's not a good fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I stand I, by that. <laughs> we're anime only people, but like I saw a tweet that said like Tokyo Tokyo Revengers fell off, and I'm like, uh oh, something happened in uh, the manga. Uh oh. <laughs> it, it fell off. Oh, damn it, I. Okay, because the Ath Geek, he knows where it fell off, but I know for a fact after this next arc they're going to animate, which is the Christmas arc, mm -hmm. that's where he says after that it kind of starts to get stagnant oh. around there. Oh, okay. And the way how it's close to the ending was not good, not done properly. Shame. So I don't I know how like the... there was a lot of hype around it. There was a lot of hype around it because... It like it okay. The hype that I saw around this one is when the day I I forgot which episode it was where it beat out Attack on Titan sales for manga sales. Mm. And so that's where the hype was coming in, and that was around the time when the first two episodes dropped. And the first episode is not bad, it gets you introduced to like what's going on. The second episode pretty it's pretty decent. It's just the main character, I just do not like him. And the way how they wrote, yeah, the way that they wrote him out, it's not, I don't think it's good. I see why he, my co-host likes Mikey. Mikey is actually a pretty good character. But since I haven't fought, gone in further in depth into the series, and I choose not to. I don't care. But Mikey is a good character. He is. Mm -hmm. I, I like Mikey. He's a, he's probably the best character in my opinion. Really? I yes. Like, I like Draken. Okay, Dragon. well, I mean, Draken's yeah, a very Dragon. close second, yeah. <laughs> but I, like, like, I like yeah. Mikey a little bit more. I feel like Draken kind of keeps Mikey in check. That's uh, true. Which is why I, I think he was a, also a good husband from that, that series. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. Mikey's, yeah, he's, he isn't as he seems like on the surface, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, and I like the fact that like Mikey and Dragon, they both were nominated for like Best Boys. I think it was like in 29, no, 2020, I think that's when the series came out. During the uh, yeah, that awards. year, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so it's like there, it, it, there is hype around those two characters, and there is a good reason why that they were nominated. Because I mean, they were good characters, but as husbandos, I don't personally want any of them. But Mikey does fit my co-host. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, and then Psychotics has uh, and this is literally what he wrote: the dude from Hinomatsuri. So he means the main guy in Hinomatsuri. Have you guys seen Hinomatsuri? I don't think so. I'm looking it up. Hinomatsuri is essentially this alien girl who's like has psychic powers. She ends up being adopted by a y Yakuza, essentially. Okay. Oh, her name is actually Hina. Hina, yeah. <laughs> so Hinomatsuri. Yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the series is hilarious. It's a really good slice of life comedy. Uh, the, the guy... The main guy, I, just, I don't remember his name. That's the only downside. I know for a fact he's actually a really kind and loving person. For him being a Yakuza member, 
but he also does spend the time with Hina, money, takes her out, let her explore, puts her in school, uh, helps her get friends. Like, he is a really good husband, and it shows you that he really does care for whoever's around him. I'll have to pick this one up. It does have a good score on Mal. Yeah. It's, it's like, like an a... 8.15 or something. It's really funny. It's it's a lot of comedy, and it's just one of those turn your brain off animes and just enjoy it. It's so good. Yeah, that's what is that? That's two Yakuza members as husbandos. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I honestly I didn't expect it until uh, <laughs> until you said Tatsu. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, looks like I'm going to bring up another fucking Yakuza. <laughs> right. I'm going to bring up mine. Uh, mine is a uh, Shota Aizawa. From My Hero Academia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he became my favorite character in like when I f- first watched the series. Like he surprised because the thing is, it's like he is not really known as being like a top hero, but he can put the other heroes in their place. Mm-hmm. He can hold his own because um, you have a power where your quirk is essentially as long as your eyes are open, you can neutralize any ability. But it's a downside. You have to end up blinking eventually, or is you're gonna pretty much need to dry out your eyes. But the fact that like he strains them every single time, and he still does it from time to time, and that shows a lot of like heart power to be able to do that. And he loves his students too. No matter how many times he puts them in like kind of stupid situations, but he still does it to make sure that they learn from their mistakes and and also teaches them the value of what it actually means to be a hero. Because in my eyes, I think he is the best hero in general because of the knowledge that he knows and what it really does take to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good... I think of all of the teachers in My Hero, I'd say he's probably one of my favorites. And I think it's because he's so unexpected. Like, mm-hmm. he just seems like he doesn't give a fuck, but he actually cares, like you said, like probably more than anybody else. Yeah, and that's why I like when we get first introduced to him and the, all the class are like, who the hell is this guy? We don't know who the hell he is. And then... Deku was instantly like, oh my god, that's Eraserhead. Like, Eraserhead's gonna be our teacher? Man. Like, this guy is, like, was one of, like, the like the most random as, like, good heroes out there that I'm surprised he's just taking a teaching job. And that's, I love that scene because of that. I'm like, I really want to know more about him. And then in the later seasons, you find out he, he one of his friends was, like, kidnapped, killed mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And it's just like, fuck, man. He has all that. He and he essentially living all that. That's kind of hard too, because you can tell he uh, he's been through a lot of shit too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like the the first couple of seasons. I, I feel like yeah, he cares about his students, but he also mm-hmm. provides a lot of the comic relief, especially mm-hmm. when he puts on that the yellow sleeping yes. bag. I just yeah. love <laughs> when he puts that yeah. that outfit on. Uh, but then I think it's season this past or the previous season, season five, where you mm-hmm. really find out about his backstory and. And yeah, it's really tragic. And like, it's knowing how connected it is with the stuff that's going on in My Hero, it, you can see how hard it hits home for him. Uh, but yeah, like Courtney said, he's one of the unexpected characters on the show. And if you think about it, he really does have a an OP quirk just to cancel out other people's quirks. Yeah. Well. Yeah. God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who wants to go next? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can go next. So yeah. I think Courtney mentioned before, like, how our husbandos 
probably have that that physical appeal. They're I think, hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think this guy does not have any of that, and he's probably an unexpected husbando. But he's from Hunter Hunter, and I put Leorio. Right. <laughs> oh, I love Leorio. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> and Leorio's I do like dope, man. Yeah, and he's the, he's the furthest like you'd expect to be a hunter, especially when you compare him to. Gon, Kilua, Kurapika, like th- their little group. But I think he still has so much to offer, especially because, like, I think the ep- first episode of Hunter x Hunter, he establishes that he's only in it for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he still has more aspirations beyond, like, he still wants to, I think he's studying to be a, a doctor. And so he still wants to seek out that, that profession. And mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest thing that stuck out for, with me for Leoyo is, in the election arc when i know he was kind of absent for uh, a majority of the arc previously the chimera ant arc but then he comes back mm-hmm. and it's just a a great comeback for him because uh, he after the stuff that gon goes through you see that he still really cares for his his group of hunters i guess alumni that mm-hmm. he <laughs> went through the exam with and is a big brother in that way and I think the speech that he gives in that hall where he just gets so defensive for Gon that he literally activates his net and then punches the shit out of a key character. That was like that was the moment for you where I was like, Yes, Leorio is his best husbando in my book. I think you bring up a really good point. So like I know everyone talks about and, and loves and adores Kilua's friendship with Gon, and I think that it's well deserved, but I don't think that Leorio's friendship with Gon gets nearly enough attention or appreciation. Like I, I think Leorio is just as faithful to Gon as like Kilua is, especially in the election arc. Like he definitely proved that. Um so yeah, I just I love everything about him. Like he's just so fucking funny. <laughs> I like the fact that the first time I was introduced to Leorio, I thought he was a full-blown-ass adult. <laughs> and then yeah. you realize he's 19 <laughs> years old. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. That's the running joke, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, he looks like in his 30s. It's like, I'm 19. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I like him, too, because he's kind of relatable. And that's it. Like, he looks older. And, yeah, and has has the suit on, so he's been through some shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's older dude, essentially college student, studying to be a doctor. I mean, I, him just carrying his briefcase around with his switchblade, dude. What the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, Hunter Hunter is one of those shows that a lot of people have to experience and actually read mm-hmm. the manga because there's been new chapters been dropping so go read those chapters people yeah. <laughs> all right cool uh courtney i think you're next so mine's actually gonna be this next one's gonna probably gonna be really obscure so i'd be Ooh. surprised if anybody even really knew it or watched this anime um okay. but i believe last year or two years ago um adult swim had a was it a collab with crunchyroll yes and they came out with fena pirate princess Oh, um, yeah. And great. in Fena Pirate Princess is Yukimaru, who I fucking <laughs> love. So, as I mentioned, like my favorite type of anime character is a male Sundere. I, I live for male Sundere. I love them. And Yukimaru 
is literally the quintessential sundere. Like, if you were to look up the meaning of sundere in the dictionary, his picture would pop up because he has it all. Like, he's got that angry boy energy, but he has absolutely solid morals and shows his soft side to his love interest. So the entire time I was watching that show, and I did enjoy the, the show overall, but for me, like, what sold me was just Yukimaru himself. Um, he's badass. Like, the animation that they... They focused on for any scene he was in in particular uh, especially if he was fighting was like absolutely gorgeous like he's a, a total badass when he fights um and i think one of my favorite things too is that like the character designer for samurai champloo was um working on fena pirate princess and you mm. can tell that mm. yukimaru is like modeled off of gene from samurai champloo so he's got yeah. that gene energy mm. um he's just like that solid samurai type uh, of warrior and yeah i just like i was totally obsessed with him by the end of the show i really didn't enjoy the show when it came out <laughs> like the art style was good i really did like that i just didn't like fina just in general i didn't like the main girl at all she was a lot I, she had a lot of energy yeah she did i like the fact that you did bring up the that character specifically because that voice actor specifically uh seems like ryuta suzuki like uh yeah. he does a uh, yui shigami in love is war yeah and i like the way how like i like how he does that character a lot so like i the fact that i didn't know that, that was the same voice actor i was like oh man he can play depressing to straight up just that's not bad actually <laughs> it's quite a range i would say yeah well i mean it's like i've always say this all the time especially with my co-hosts and random guests the guy that does the voice to futuro from quintessential quintuplets he also does inosuke and it's like there's two big parallels between those two characters and the fact that he can still hold his voice by doing that that's impressive yeah inosuke's voice actor has a crazy range like he's been mm -hmm. he was in re-zero um what do we watch oh like Lycoris recoil he was the the main villain in that Mm. the guy with the green hair and yeah. like you wouldn't know it just because inosuke sounds so different from everybody mm -hmm. else but yeah he's got a really good range Oh, yeah, he definitely, definitely does. All right, cool. Uh, all right, let's get to our next ones. Uh, let's see. I'll bring up this one because <laughs> I've I actually had this character pinned down as well on one of my most recent episodes, which is our top favorite teachers in anime. And this one's uh, Kazuma Soma from Fruit Basket. Oh, Kazuma is great. Oh, my God. I love him so fucking much because he was the only person that pretty much accepted um, Kyo for who he was and stuck by it and trained him and raised him as a son. And it's it sucks how tragic a lot of the characters are in Fruit Basket, especially Kyo, because mom's no longer around. Dad hates the shit out of him. And freaking... Um, Akito wants to put him in a fucking cage. And this is the only person here that, like, straight up says, like, no, 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 I'm going to take care of him. But even though technically he had a pact to essentially be with him until he gets to a certain age, he still chose to, like, make sure he doesn't get put into a cage at all. And I, I thought that was amazing. Like, he's a really good character just in general. Like, you can feel the fatherly love coming from him every single time him and Kyo are together. Yeah, uh, he he's just like one of the saving graces of Fruits Basket. Like with all of the the emotion that you experience, mm -hmm. he is just a breath of fresh air. He is a guiding light for Kyo. He's always calm, 
regardless of like the shit going on around him, he is super calm. Um, so yeah, he's a fantastic character. Ooh. Did you watch Fruit Baskets, Carl? <laughs> I didn't. But Courtney always uh, raves about him. I've, I've heard the names Kyo, Kazuma, and so like I, I, I'm familiar with them. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to add this to my list of things to watch. You've got to. Uh, you've Baskets, absolutely got to. Fruit Baskets my number five favorite anime of all time. Man. Like, it's it hits so hard. It's so good. And JD just finished it too. I saw that. Oh, yeah, oh he my was god! Tweeting about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, there's one hot take he has, and I don't want to bring it up because it'll piss me off. But <laughs> <laughs> all I gotta say is uh, he apparently doesn't like certain ops. Ooh, that, that really ticked me off. <laughs> I, I always tell people when I recommend Fruits Basket, I'm like, if you if you love drama, like mm. even just like soap operas or whatever, Fruits Basket is the most dramatic thing to ever come out of anime. But like in a good mm -hmm. way, because the story is absolutely amazing. But you just got to be ready for so much soap opera drama. But it was it was fantastic the whole way through. And it's very relatable too, in a lot of the aspects. If you think about it, it's it. Being by your like essentially being by yourself or confined most of the time, so like you can take it as like people that have been either homeschooled or essentially just never went stepped outside of their house stuff like that. That's how like some of those characters feel. Momoji's like mom having to have her memory erased so she doesn't know that she had a son. Like fuck me, dude. Like those two things are just like already just hard as it is. Man, this show is really really fucking good <laughs> in an emotional standpoint. <laughs> Ah, all right. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I, I can go next. Um, yeah, so this is another character from My Hero, Ooh. and he's he's the reason I think I fell in love with My Hero in the first place, and and that's the symbol of peace, All Might himself. All Might himself. <laughs> and I think just because that, like, he is this ultimate symbol of good. I think he's just pure good on the show. Like, there's there's no here. I know, like. Endeavors trying to fill in his shoes as the number one hero, but mm -hmm. I think no one is able to reach his ideals as much as All Might has. Um, and I feel like he doesn't really have any character flaws besides the physical uh, toll that mm -hmm. his body takes from using one for all. And uh, I think that just using like that kind of flaw just shows how terrific of a character is because he, he still fights through all of that knowing that he has to fight for the greater good and he, I, I feel like he just gives his 100% or his like 1 million percent every time and I, I forget which which season has his like his really epic battle with all for one oh, that's but, season 3 yeah at, like yeah. that sometimes I'll just watch that fight over and over again just to <sighs> To give me chills because it was just so fantastic. And again, like All Might's that one character who is definitely like your your ride or die husbando. United States of Smash. <laughs> yeah. And you epic. do it <laughs> and you do it with a smile on your face. And that <laughs> that literally is like what it means to be All Might. It's like you're gonna fight, do whatever you can, save everybody, but you're gonna do it with a smile on your face. And it's just like it's it's very epic when it comes to the stuff that he's done and i love seeing a lot of the when deku was small watching the videos of all my pulling those people and still has a mm -hmm. smile on his face oh it just shows that like even though like he doesn't use his powers anymore or he can't anymore 
he's still there and he's still like trying to teach everybody it's, i think it's amazing <laughs> yeah and the, uh, props to his his voice actor the japanese va i think kenta miyake i mm-hmm. think i read once that delivering some of all might's lines took such a toll on him that he actually fainted during one of the recording sessions <laughs> oh my I god i mean i mean he did have to do a lot of yelling in certain yeah. parts man so it i I understand that, especially like the like Aaron Yeager's like voice actor too. Like mm-hmm. he's done a lot of yelling too, and Jesus, and we don't really like can tell the emotional tolls or even just like the strain that they put on their bodies when they're actually voice acting. But Jesus, they put mm-hmm. a lot of work into their craft, and I applaud them. Yeah, yeah, much absolutely. Respect. Oof. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna drop. <laughs> I'm gonna drop my. Ace's one because this is pretty pretty funny. Uh, he picked Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, I'm not surprised. I knew that <laughs> was going to come up. <laughs> He's been the advocate for essentially telling people to read JJK. He's caught up essentially where they're at right now, and uh, he's been pushing the fact that second season will be the most epic season from it. And I believe him. Uh, Gojo, and just in general, is a really good character. Like he's just—he's a jokester, a prankster. But when he when he's serious, he is serious. And like, he's got those eyes. Yeah. Oh my god! And his uh, domain is just fucking powerful. Oh my god. Oh Jesus! All right, and then uh, <laughs> fucking okay, and then psychotics for his he put uh, Yami from Black Butler. Yami from Black Butler. Wait, I yeah. I watched Black Butler. Why doesn't that ring a bell? Let me look it up. I don't remember this character. <laughs> As I wish he was here to like explain this one. <laughs> I'm looking up really fast because I did Same. finish all of Black Butler. Um, the fuck was Yami? <laughs> yeah. Was it Black Clover? Mm, you put Butler. I don't see a Yami. Mm. Wait, unless let me, let me unless he it. means unless he does mean Black Clover. Because I know Black Yami Bible? is in Black Clover. No. I mean, Bible no, Black. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only okay. I don't see okay. anyone from Black okay, Clover. Good. I think he meant Black Clover, like Yami he probably the meant leader, Black Clover. right? I think that's probably what he meant. I'm assuming because hey, I'm just reading what he gave me. Right, <laughs> this is what he put down people. Right, <laughs> so don't fucking don't come to me. Right. Don't add me in shit. <laughs> but yeah, that's what he put. It's like he literally put that. But I don't know. He also has uh, somebody called. Oh, he has Wolfwood on this. Fuck. Whoa, Wolfwood. Wolfwood. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck, it. Fuck yeah. We'll drop that one then instead. <laughs> Wolfwood. <laughs> Honestly, Wolfwood's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with that the huge cross he carries that turns into his weapon. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, I saw. Um, I don't know if Ash, you saw the. The trailer for like the uh, new yeah, Trigun yeah. adaptation where yeah they they did Wolfwood a bit dirty. They made say. him look like a fuck boy. What the fuck? He's got a lollipop in his uh, mouth. I'm so upset. <laughs> dude, they fucked Vash too. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. gone, he dude. Fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> this gun is so different. It's like the most iconic thing about him, and they changed it. That's yeah, annoying. I feel like like they just turned them both into hype beasts Basically. for the for the new generation of anime watchers. Pretty much, Jesus Christ! Ah, <laughs> <Ugh>, God. God. <laughs> All right. Um, did you go, Courtney? I'm assuming did you. Um, next? no, I can go next. Okay. Good. Um, so I have 
from Cowboy Bebop, Spike oh. Spiegel. Mm. <laughs> I love Spike. <laughs> I mean, I literally have a tattoo of Spike on my arm, so I love yeah. Spike. Um, he's one of, I think he has, like, there's some sentimentality there because he's one of, like, both Carl and my favorite characters in general. Bebop's one of our favorite <laughs> anime. Um, but Spike definitely has male Sundere energy. Not always, but, like, a good chunk of the time. So mm. he, he hits, he checks, like, all the boxes for me. Um, but I think, like, one of the things that draws me to him is he is the definition of cool in anime. I know there's lots of cool characters out there, but mm. when it comes to just being, like, smooth, confident, um, even just, like, his fighting style, everything about him is so fucking cool. And I, I love when he's fighting people, and they're clearly, like, the enemy is clearly, like, really into it. They're pissed off. They're aggressive. And then the whole time you have Spike, who's, like, joking around with them, dodging every punch, like, kicking them in different places. It's just, like, he <laughs> he dominates every situation that he's in. I agree with you. Like, Spike is, he pretty much is Cowboy Bebop the whole yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. Without him, you really don't have anything. And also, I mean, him just in general, his story is really good. Like from where he came up as being a part of the syndicate to mm -hmm. getting away from that, doing stuff because of one person that he loves and stuff like that. It's it's compelling. And I, that's why I do like him a lot, too. Yeah. Not, and ha I know not that as fun for me, though. <laughs> he's yeah. not like forthcoming about the mm -hmm. connections he has with the Bebop crew. But I mean, he literally says, I don't like women, children and animals. But yet that's who his entire crew is made up of. And he. He never, like, I mean, he'll jokingly try to kick Faye out, right? But, like, really, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if he really wanted her to leave, if he really wanted any of them to leave, he would kick them out. But, no, like, he forms these bonds with them. He cares about them. He rescues them at various points. Um, so I just like that at the end of the day, while he, again, might not admit it, he has a family of sorts with the Bebop crew, and he, he spends a lot of time with them and really cares about them. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. about to say, like, I didn't really consider like I love Spike as a character. I didn't really consider him as husband material, but I think I get what you're saying. Like he's not very outward about his how much he cares for others, even if he doesn't like women, children, and 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 pets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you clearly see like he he does have a soft spot for all of those. And and yeah, I just love how he's so nonchalant about serious situations. I think one of my favorite <laughs> scenes from him is. I think he's trying to battle a hangover in a bar oh, and yeah. he's trying to get catch the yolk in an egg and then it spills over when someone bumps into him and then he just have that face of his where he's like the fuck <laughs> like he's about to reach his breaking point like I'm not I'm not going to have this Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But hey again like the whole point of him not wearing his emotions on his sleeve that's what a sundere is right like they tell you they don't like something but really they do like it at the end of the day Yeah I agree. 100% agree with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I assume we did our third ones, right? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll bring up Ace's number two, and he put Levi from Attack oh, on Titan. <laughs> I'm assuming you guys probably have him too somewhere. The, Levi is my number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad we that will, we will we save that. that. Yeah, we will save that talk for when you bring him up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that one. All right. Uh, I'll bring up Psychotics's. He put Nozomi from Aoishi. He is the B uh the B team's uh coach. 
Uh, and I can see why he put him on there because we just did a review on Aoishi. And Aoishi is actually a really good soccer anime. People should de- definitely go check it out. It's very interesting, very compelling. It's a seinen, it's not a shonen. So, because there's this weird confusion that everyone thinks it's a shonen, but it's actually a seinen. So it does take mm-hmm. up some seinen properties when it comes to the storytelling. But Nozomi, at first, didn't like the main character, Ashito, at all. He didn't want him on his team. And he essentially kept telling the the manager of the club to pretty much saying, why did you bring him? I didn't want him. There was another person that was there during the training that I wanted instead of him. Why did you give me him? Later on, you see him slowly giving Ashito advice because Ashito really wanted to learn the game and it surprised him. And that slowly he starts telling him specific things and he starts going like, hey, dude, like, yeah, I understand you will lose. You'll there's no way you'll win every single game, but you have to learn from your losses. If you don't learn from your losses, you really don't know how to play the game properly. That was one of the few times where I was like, yo, he gets it. Like he really does get it. It's like that's what you're supposed to do, and he did it properly. And I see why uh Psychotics has him as one. YouTube probably have not seen this, I'm assuming, right? No, I haven't, but I feel like I should because I actually held out for um, uh, Blue Lock. I was like, I'm not a huge sports anime person, so I was like, I don't know if I want to do back to back to back soccer anime because I also mm-hmm. watched Shoot Go to the Future and I dropped that shit so fast because it was really bad. So I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I'll skip over Aoashi and I'll watch Blue Lock. But now I keep hearing about Aoashi and I feel like I should still pick that one up. Well, the thing is, is like both of those animes are they do the they actually do it differently. So they're technically not the same ideas of the sport. In Blue Lock, you're mm. they the in Blue Lock they're forcing everyone there to be the best like forward, the best striker. But the thing is, like some of these characters don't have the qualities to make that. It's because the story is forcing them to do it. In this one, you're learning how to play the positions, like every single one of them. They tell you what each one of them does, what you're supposed to do in certain situations. And stuff like that. It gives you strategies. So both of these are two. They're both very different shows. Very different. So Aoashi's more like a haikyuu where it focuses on like the team. It actually focuses on, yeah, the team efforts, the characters around that specifically. Bullock only goes to like the main character. He's trying to be the best because they're forcing him to be the best. And Mm -hmm. then it deals with ego. Yeah, yeah. The other one doesn't. It essentially is like a kid that thinks he is the he was the best player then he actually goes around to play with a club team that are way better than he is and now he's striving to be better than he once was when he came in so in and actually learning how to play the game because like Ashito he had the mentality of being pass me the ball I will score we will win that was his mentality the whole time halfway through the series he is passing the ball to other players he's pretty much essentially setting up strategies he's giving out plays to tell people what to do it's so good like, you see the growth in him a lot in those 24 episodes. Really good. Okay. Maybe I'll pick it up then. Yeah, because, like, again, like, I, I kept seeing it. We went to Crunchyroll Expo, and, mm-hmm. of course, like, they were promoting it like crazy because it's, it's on their platform. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe I, should, maybe I should watch it. I kept thinking about it. So, yeah, I'll add it to my, my watch list. I'm actually surprised Courtney hasn't watched this because it features one of her favorite, favorite voice, voice actors. actors. Huh? Yeah. He's in this? Yeah. Yeah. Umehara? Umehara. Oh, is this the part? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, surprised you I'm adding it to my watch one, list yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> whenever, you, whenever you see his name, it's like, oh, I'm going to watch this. I know. Yeah. Shit. Oops. Wait, I thought yeah. I had every one of his anime on my list. Well, now I do. I think maybe I was missing that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And plus, like, that 
the group of characters there, like everyone's very different. There's not mm-hmm. one of them is the same. And you can, <laughs> this is my character type that I like in sports enemies, the Yankee type. It's always po- giant pompadour dick bag to everybody. I love that <laughs> character so much. Like though, and there's two of them in the series. Two. And two on the same pompadours? Oh my God. That's a on lot the of same pompadours. team. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, number twos. Okay. I'll bring up mine because I don't know if you two know this one specifically. Uh, it is uh, Ryuji Renka Fuji, uh, uh, Fujioka. Fujioka. Yeah. He is the dad in Oran High School Host Club. Wait, the dad? What? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love him so much dude, because he's always like pushing Haruhi to be a girl half the time. And he is a transvestite. <laughs> oh, that character. Yeah, he's fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> I love that dude. Oh my god, the moment I saw him put that wig on for the first time, I was like, yo, what the hell is going on? And apparently he's very popular. That's like, right. Oh my god. Yeah, his his character uh, was great. Like he I, he was just like a loving father. Yeah, he's <laughs> oh just being a dad. And it's so good. It's like providing for his daughter, trying to put his daughter to like the best school, even though it's super fucking expensive. I like, love when um when the the host club meets him for the first time when they go to her place. Mhm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and He's voiced, he or she um, is voiced by Takehito Koyasu. Yeah, Dio's voice actor. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. What a range. It's so weird hearing him play that character because most of the time he's playing like very brooding Dio type characters, but then he plays this character and you're like, dang, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like that voice actor specifically, though, like everyone knows him as Dio. But then when mm. I hear him in other things, I'm like, damn, th- this is the voice actor to deal. Like, I'm so surprised of the stuff he does. Like, yeah, one sh- like one show I watch and I don't really talk about it because it's it's like a whatever show, but it's not a bad show to watch. It's the ascendance of a bookworm. Like he plays a one a character in there that's a merchant. And it took me like two episodes to finally figure out that it was him. Yeah, I I I, I just watched the I'm currently going through One Punch Man season two, and I think oh, yeah. he's in this. He's in that show too, but as an unexpected it's character, true. it's mm-hmm. like I, whenever I hear him, it's like I expect someone like him to play someone villainous, but mm. yeah, it's it's not a starring role. So yeah, it's always true. I always got caught off guard when I hear his voice. I mean, you also hear him in Food Wars too. He's um, fuck, what's his name? Uh. Fuck, I forget his name. He is essentially like one of the big conglomerates that you see at the beginning of like the first season. He's like best friends with um Soma's dad. Yeah. Like that that's his character as well. And I was like, wow, mm. holy crap. Like I didn't realize like he had these other other roles that are just non JoJo roles that are really <laughs> dope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he wants to bring out their <laughs> Alright, so I guess since we were mentioning JoJo, yeah. uh I think this is going to be the first Jojo Husbando that's been mentioned. Yep. Uh, this, this one's part three, Jotaro. Yeah, I figured. He's, he's daddy. In part six, literally. Uh, and I just love his, his journey. Like, part three was, like, obviously he was the, the main Jojo for that. And mm-hmm. he, 
he kind of caught me off guard at first because with Joseph, he was just a an aloof character, and and then you go from Joseph in part two to uh, Jotaro in part three, where he's just he's a sundere basically, very brash, hell yeah, rebellious, <laughs> yeah. juvenile. Calls his mom a bitch and shit. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Jesus. I think in the first episode, I was like, how are we going from someone as lovely, I guess, quote unquote, lovely as Joseph to lovely to, to Jotaro? I was like, how am I going to connect with this character? But then he goes through the whole journey in Stardust Crusaders where he is saving his mother and you start to see the softer side of him and how much he cares for the other Crusaders. And he, he carries that into all the other subsequent parts that he's been featured in. Which, yeah, everything after part three he's been in, in some shape or form and he turns more into like going from this juvenile to this leading figure in the Joestar like family um and yeah I, I, I'd say he aged he aged pretty well <laughs> I forget how old he is in in Stone Ocean there's like a joke that he looks younger every part that he he shows up in oh I mean, yeah his physique yeah. definitely slims down yeah <laughs> yeah because he was like 17 in the part three, I think he's in his like mid twenties by the time it's part four, yeah. and then I think he's supposed to be in his like late thirties, I want to say, or early forties in part six. Yeah, because yeah. if Jolene is in her teens, then yeah, that sounds sounds about right. He's got to be at least in his forties, if not in probably late thirties, probably like thirty eight, probably. I just don't remember the exact yeah. ages, but yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> In Jotaro. Dude, that scene where, like, when he is, like, uniform tears, he has to get it replaced, and how much <laughs> fucking money it costs to replace it, because it's yeah. custom made. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's also a prima donna, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, he has some of the most insane growth throughout Jojo, and a lot of that is because we see him the most of a lot of other characters, mm -hmm. but he is the backbone of, of Jojo after he's introduced. Um... And he goes, like Carl said, like from a delinquent to Josuke's mentor and like brings him along. Um, he doesn't play a huge role in part five, but he yeah. is one of the people that, you know, wants to see what the hell's going on with Jorno. Like nobody else in the Joestar lineage has taken on the responsibility that the Joestars have had to bear, which is figuring out what the fuck's going on with the stand arrow, um, trying to hunt it down, trying to stop all the enemy stand users. Jotro is the one who like took on that responsibility. Um, so he, he, as selfish as he behaves at times, he did do one of the most selfless things of all of the Joestar lineage. So like he, he just has, he's a character I have mad respect for, even if he is an angry boy, <laughs> which is why I like him too. <laughs> yeah. He's an angry boy. <laughs> exactly yeah even though like i don't see part three as like being like one of my favorite top ones i still enjoy a lot of the stuff that happens there especially like jotaro because i i know why he's a staple because of that and which is great it's just that i'm like <laughs> that's usually what i assume when the jojos because all i know is him and some of the people around him i never knew the beginning of it and then once i actually watched it and read all of it i'm like oh oh i see why now i understand <laughs> yeah, when you think about, when you hear Jojo's, like, whenever you hear an anime title, there's always one character that comes to mind. When you yep. when you hear Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, you think either Jotaro or you think Dio. Like, those are yep. the two iconic characters from that show. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All right. Um, that was Carl. So, Courtney, I believe you're next. 
Well, I'm going to piggyback off of Carl's oh, and keep the JoJo train going. <laughs> Yo, let's go. <laughs> and I have Joseph Joestar. I yeah. fucking love Joseph. Like, he is the opposite, first of all, of Jotaro. Yep. So everything oh, yeah. Jotaro's not is what Joseph is and vice versa. But I think um, I think he is such an important character. He may not be the backbone of Jojo the way Jotaro is, but he's an important character for Jojo fans because you hear this time and time again when someone recommends Jojo. They say, get to episode 10. Yep. Episode 10 is the first episode that Joseph is introduced. And that is the episode that everybody gets hooked. As soon as you get introduced to Joseph, you are immediately sucked into Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and it never lets go. And that's a lot to say about a character um, that they can just encap like encapsulate everything about like the Jojo vibe and also just capture everyone's attention that way. He's funny. He's ripped as fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. He has like a heart of gold, even though he's a fucking goofball. Luck is a skill for him, which is not something you can say of a lot of characters. Um, and at the end of the day, he has an absolute dedication to his friends and family. He acts goofy, silly, stupid in every single situation. But the second you threaten or harm one of his friends or family, it's like a switch flips. And he is like on top of it and he'll do anything to protect them. So that's a huge quality about him that I really respect. My favorite quality about him is how creative he is with a lot of the moves that he does. Because it's like, it, it takes a lot of, like, knowledge of knowing something that, checking if it'll work or not. I still love that scene where the bird just happens to appear right out of fucking Caesar's mouth, which is phenomenal. <laughs> and I still can't process how the hell he did it. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. And that thing still cracks me the fuck up. Like, really does. And yes, he does care about his friends so much because, like, the Caesar death was still one of those, like, really, like, you can feel that he had, like, a gut wrench, like, just, mm -hmm. oh, like, his heart was just torn in a half after he died. Yeah. I was like, Jesus. And he also has a very special secret technique. Nigerandeo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Which you actually watch. I think Jotaro uses that move in the early part of part three. Yeah. He says, like, this is a Joestar technique, and then he fucking runs away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> runs in the family. <laughs> I, I just love the first time you see it happen. Cause it's just like Joseph just straight up just explaining to freaking Smokey. He's like, "Huh, look at his legs. See, you see, they're barely regenerating. See, I got two really good pair of legs here. It's like, what are you gonna do? It's like my, I'm gonna do my secret technique and run away. Yeah. <laughs> just love the build up, and then he's like just holding his arms it. in the air. Yeah, grande <laughs> <laughs> Smokey. Yeah. like that scene is fuck, dude. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of credit has to be oh. given given to Joseph in like the popular like growing popularity of, of Jojo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've used this analogy across many different podcasts now, but I always compare like uh Jonathan and Joseph to like Altair and Ezio in Assassin's oh. Creed. Yeah, where, that's a good one. Yeah, like with Assassin's Creed one, like you had mm -hmm. Altair as the protagonist, and he's great, but he's kinda like your 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 typical uh, protagonist uh, and then you go to Assassin's Creed 2 and like everyone fell in love with Ezio because he was much yep. different he was more jovial uh, more charismatic and I think that's the same case between Jonathan and, and Joseph mm -hmm. and so 
Yeah, I, as much as I think like Joseph was the start of like the 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 degeneracy of the Joestar bloodline, like he he's the one that makes it like I guess truly made it a bizarre adventure after part one. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Fun fact though, since you brought since you brought up Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. so my my handle on Twitch is uh, Ezio six one nine. Etsy, yeah. And the first time I ever went to a fighting game tournament, I ran the name Ezio, and that was my main also in Cell Caliber 5 for my first ever fighting game tournament. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've brought that fun fact up many times on episodes, right? <laughs> but it's just funny when I tell people that <laughs> there's still some people that don't really didn't know that I actually was a competitive fighting game player. Yeah, it's a nice little fun fact. Yeah, a little, little good one. Because I like the fact that you did bring up the Altair and Ezio thing, because if you see towards the end of uh, Revelations, like, he actually thanks Altair in the game. But uh... he, when he finds his, his body, which is right there. Yeah, so, like, essentially, no, yeah. he was pretty much telling him, I was like, hey, without you, I, I wouldn't be here. I was like, that, I like know, that. I like that almost. That gave me chills the first time. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I know Revelations kind of ties all the three protagonists together. And, like, yeah, that... that moment in revelations like it was just so poetic to just see the like the three of them come together in mm. in a very unique way mm -hmm. oh yeah i agree all right cool well we're at our number ones <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna be pretty interesting but i think it'll probably go down pretty pretty well because we already know which we already know a hand already of which one we already have as one of our number ones mentioned earlier but i want to build up to that first so we're gonna go with ace's first uh his number one his number one is roy must from full Metal alchemist <laughs> oh we still haven't watched that yet it's on oh! our watch list i know everyone gets they like freak out they're like you gotta watch it, it we're yeah, gonna it. watch it i swear we just haven't gotten to it yet <laughs> i'm glad i started with his <laughs> <laughs> all right and then uh for and then psycho well i mean roy mustang's pretty much essentially big brooding fucking sundry boy you should there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, come on, Courtney. You should have already watched this already. <laughs> well, now I really want to watch it. <laughs> Brotherhood's only 68 episodes. Uh, the other one that first came out, I think it's only about like 54, 56 episodes. So, I mean, oh, I do change. recommend just yeah. I do recommend just, just watch the Brotherhood one. Just do that one instead. Yeah. At least that one yeah. follows the source material. The other one doesn't. Uh, and then Psychotics, uh, his is really dumb because he put pretty much put any Captain character in all sports animes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Because, I mean, most of them usually are the best player and you want them to be the best one for you. That makes sense. And then we're going to go with mine because cause as you guys haven't seen Full Metal Alchemist, I'm going to bring up mine anyways, <laughs> because mine is Mr. Alexander Armstrong, the biggest, buffest man in Fullmetal Alchemist. He, the main reason why he is my husband is the fact that, like, even though, and uh, you guys are going to end up watching it regardless, it's essentially it's just the, the, the war that broke, up, that broke out in the series. I don't know where, like, he still feels like the, he feels that what they did was wrong, and he's just trying to correct all of his, essentially, like, his wrongdoings. He had no choice, because it's part of the military. Mm. But also the fact that, like, Armstrong is a really caring individual. 
like he, he has that sense of justice every single time and that he also can see when something is wrong. I like the fact that he is just consistently just always being with the with the Elrics all the damn time. And probably one of my most favorite scenes like with him is essentially when uh Ed when uh Al no, was it Edward? No, yeah, it was when uh Edward was in the hospital. He comes into the hospital, he's like, I heard you're in the hospital. So then he ends up like taking off his shirt. He's like, You probably just need my muscles to be like recover a lot faster. So you can see where the peak physical condition of a of a human being looks like. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> like, when you get to that scene, it's so fucking great. And you should be like, what the fuck's he doing? Like, honestly. And plus, his muscles, his regimen for all that stuff, and his technique was passed down from generations. So there's always somebody in his family that was just as buff as he was, just as strong, and has the same techniques the entire time. So it shows that they all, he also does care about the lineage of his family. And he mm. will be passed, and he does want to pass that shit down too. On top of that, in a nice, safer world, <laughs> so like an actual technique, not like in, in JoJo. <laughs> no, ex- exactly, yeah. Because like alchemy can't, it, it can be, like people can use alchemy. It's just like okay. his family has a specific type, and it only stays in the family. It doesn't go anywhere else, which I think is it's freaking good. Like, I love that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I looked up a picture of um, Alexander, and I, I see the mustachio guy. Yep. And I think magnificent. <laughs> I feel like I don't know who he's. he's sh- There's an image where he's shaking hands with someone. Yes. Is, is this, like, <laughs> like Anime Brothers. Is this was Alexander like one of the silhouettes in their in their logo? I think so. I think it's okay. both of them. Oh yeah, yeah, it's both of them. Okay. It's both. I think it's both of them because that scene is fucking great. When the first time you see it, it's just essentially they go into the uh, to the butcher shop from the, like where their teacher lives, and the husband's there, and they freak out, and then you just see Alexander just walks right in. He goes, "Huh?" And then they both like have that weird stare down, and then just out of nowhere, they just start both flexing on each other. <laughs> and as they flex. It's like you see, the, they, it zooms in right into their pecs, and you just see the pecs fucking move on both of them. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, both of them are like, all right, cool. All right, cool. You're a good person. I understand now. They didn't, you know, they didn't have to say a single word. Just by doing that alone, you knew exactly that, that they both just became friends. Like, it's so well, fucking weird. <laughs> I think I've seen that scene out of context a couple times, it's... but... That's so that's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. I it, I just can't wait for both of you to watch Full Metal, and you gotta fucking message me immediately after you get to those two specific scenes. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, I've I've like again, I don't know much about it, but I've seen mm-hmm. like Armstrong memes, so like I'm familiar-ish with this character, like just like the the meme memeability of his character. So yeah, I'm excited mm-hmm. to actually watch him on screen. Yeah, and I think his dubbed voice actor is the same one for All Might. So I mean, it's yeah, if you feel the energy with it a lot, okay, because that man has a lot of energy, especially when he talks a lot. Oh, so good, so good. Alexander Louis Armstrong, number one husbando. He, once you watch it, you'll 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 probably have him also on your list as one of your favorite <laughs> husbandos. There's no way he's not. I guarantee he's gonna be in your guys' list. The next time you guys do another, like, hug. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, which one of you two wants to go next? I, I guess I'll, I'll go next. Since, uh, this Levi was brought up. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, already mentioned. Well. Yeah, 
Levi Ackerman from Attack on Titan. I think he is my he was my day one husbando. I know he's only what like five foot three or something. So he's <laughs> yeah, kind of the sh- he's like shorter. He's Thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, it's like a... blows my mind that, that that's how old he is. I don't know. He he looks like he he looks young of age, like a baby mm. face. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and then he had the, the Napoleon complex in him, but. Um, I think with Levi, his actions just speak louder than his words because he says, I mean, he does have like a lot of cynical words that come out of his mouth. Because he's a Sunday. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I, I felt he was like more like a Kudere, like the cold. Uh, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Oh, yeah. It's probably a mix of the both. Yeah. Um, but, you know, despite being this this kind of nonchalant character, I just love that his name kind of just strikes fear in his enemies. And he's like a human Beyblade. He has the unique Jesus. way that that he holds his blades when he's flying through the air with the ODM gear, and just the moment where he faces off against the Beast Titan in season three—that's another thing. Like I will oh. go back to that clip and just watch it over and over again, just to see like the beauty of the Sakuga, and just knowing <sighs> how much weight was on Levi's shoulders leading up to that that moment. Um, and I think I just also appreciate like. Levi's a clean freak too, so he could also throw down on like doing like house husband chores, much like Tatsu, like uh, when he puts on his his cleaning outfit. So yeah, Levi's great. I think um, like time and time again, he shows how much he actually cares about like the scouts and about his comrades. Because we're actually doing a rewatch um, on Strictly Anime where we're doing a look back at like the first three seasons to see all of the hints that Isayama dropped that we didn't realize back then because we didn't know the full Attack on Titan lore. And watching Levi in his early days is really eye-opening because again, like he looks like and acts tough on the surface, Mm -hmm. but the things he does for his comrades and for the people who report into him it, it, he goes above and beyond. Like he's he's right there with Erwin in terms of like caring about the people who are listening to his commands. And I think the best part about Levi for me is that Aaron, despite all of the changes that Aaron goes through over the seasons, mm-hmm. Levi is the one person he does not fuck with. Levi is the one person he respects. Um, even into the fourth season, obviously I'm not going to spoil anything, but even into the final season. Like when Aaron is maybe not talking respectful to other people, he still calls Levi Hecho. He still calls Captain him by his Levi, title. Yeah. Like he just cannot <laughs> defy Levi no matter what. And that, I mean, if you can lock down that kind of respect from that character, that says a lot. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you on that. I also really liked his backstory too. Like Levi's backstory mm-hmm. is kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And like his relationship with Kenny. It's like, damn. <laughs> Especially when they had their face off in season three, and I thought that was glorious. I, honestly, season three mm-hmm. is what got me back into Attack on Titan because I was already like out of it by the end of season two, and I was like, I don't care if another season comes out of this. But <laughs> that way how that first episode ended with him just screaming Kenny's name, holy shit! I was like, all right, I'm I'm back, I'm down, I'm I'm down to watch this again. But yeah, dude, Levi is God. He is scary for him being just so such a tiny individual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that uh, that Ackerman blood just 
seriously is the most scariest fucking trait just about him in general. It's probably, mm-hmm. okay, Ackerman blood is probably the one bloodline that can rival the Joestar bloodline in terms oh, of, yeah, like, sure. just, like, yeah. being really OP. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that there was a, I mean, there was a reason why the Ackermans were, like, the protector of the king, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. And the fact that this man, just in general, and they have it here as recorded, his amount of total titans he has killed is 89 titans holy shit (laughs) so if he's been doing it for so long 89 titans is not an easy feat to do yeah yeah so i do give the man respect for what he is and what he's done like levi is a dope ass character and i think he's probably is technically one of my favorite characters in the series even though sasha was a character but yeah (laughs) i'm gonna just leave it at that (laughs) I think um, in Japan they did a poll on like the popularity most, poll. Yeah, yeah, they did that with a lot of anime, anime characters. And I think Levi yeah, was Levi like was top number one on the list. So. Not <laughs> surprised. He, I think he was number one on that one. I know exactly which one you're talking about too. Yeah, <laughs> they they I mean, love him in Japan, I guess. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, he just he's just a regular dude. Mm-hmm. He just literally is a regular guy, and it's like one of those few times where it's. Even in a type of anime like what that is, uh, being a regular guy doing that is just astounding. Yeah, I got someone five foot three too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And him just like shredding these giant freaking beasts. Like seriously, what the hell? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Courtney. What is your number one? Well, uh, my number one actually had an episode dedicated to popularity polls. Um, for yeah. characters and if you if that's if that rings a bell you'll know that i'm talking about gintama and from gintama that would be the main character gintoki, gintoki. i love it i know that you're watching it right now like <laughs> yeah i, I, I love, love him he's fantastic he's he's kind of got it all like he's got well first of all he's the same voice actor as joseph joseph so that's, that's a huge plus um he has like the humor that you'd get from a joseph joestar um he has the uh the like powerhouse like op type of skill set that you'd get from like a levi especially because he uses a fucking wooden sword the entire time yeah Uh, i I think it's crazy and then i think the thing that sells me the most on gintoki is again he has sort of that male syndicate quality where the whole time he acts aloof he acts apathetic like he you know doesn't care especially about kagura shimpachi but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like time and time again, with each serious arc that comes up in G- in Gintama, he is dedicated to the people he cares about. Like he freaks out when people get um, hurt. Um, if someone close to him gets hurt, um, he'll go above and beyond and like sacrifice his own happiness to ensure the happiness of others. And that's a very unique trait to get from a character like him. So as you can see, there's a trend between like Joseph Josar and Gintoki. They are very similar, but there's something about Gintoki and like where he came from. His backstory is fucking brutal. Yeah, it um, just makes me love him so much. Like I, he's one of, one of those characters I just want to give a big fucking hug to because of what he's been through and what he's trying to overcome in present day in Gintama. Yo, this man is also diabetic. <laughs> yeah, and he still eats a lot of sweets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he has to have at least one sweet at least yeah. a day. I think he says what he said every single time. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I feel you, man. I think one it's... of my favorite relationships, and not like romantic relationships, but just mm-hmm. like relationships in general in anime, mm-hmm. is Gintoki and Kagura. Because yeah. he obviously he's like a Spike Spiegel where like he obviously acts 
like he doesn't care about Kagura or Shinpachi and he's like whatever I don't care like get out of my house why are you even here mm -hmm. but time and time again he not only takes on like the big brother role for her but also like the father role at, at certain points like there are times I don't want to spoil anything but there are times where like he does things these acts of kindness for Kagura that are totally out of left field but you feel that shit like I just get like choked up thinking about like what he's doing for her because again it signals that while he may not say it he really does care about her yeah, no, he really does. And I've seen the scene where she's gone. Or no, wait, you're talking about the old lady, right? No, Kagura um, is the the red-haired girl that he loves. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That, no, but okay, the, that the old lady, but though. But the old oh lady, God, though. Dude, he, she, he, 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 like, cares so much about her. Yeah. Like, that's basically like his mom. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't really see it because half the time he's, like, when she's pretty much asking for the rent, he's all like, yeah. oh, I'll have it later. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. And she never kicks him out because he knows if she kicks him out, he's kind of screwed. But yeah. at the same time, he does do favors for her and it helps her out a lot. And I like that about him as well, especially since I know I'm not that far into the series. I'm like probably 30 something episodes in. It's which is not that far, to be honest. The episode he had where it's probably one of my most favorite ones because he really was hardly in it when he's trying to find an issue, the newest issue of Jump. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, he goes on the most weirdest adventure the entire time because it just shows that it doesn't necessarily have to be about just like like an actual shonen where it's just action and all that stuff. It's just the journey is doing just the most minor things are just the most entertaining things that could happen. <laughs> Yeah, and I will tell you, this is something I read, and I'm glad that I kind of, like, knew that going into the show. You're right, there's, like, almost 400 episodes plus a million movies. Yeah. Um, the first serious arc of Gintama happens, like, around episode 51 or 52. Um, so you'll you'll feel the the amazing blend, like, the, the nice balance Gintama can strike of, like, comedy and drama when mm -hmm. you get to that point. But even before that, like, you're right, like, there's still, like, so many cool moments between Gintoki and other characters where, like, he obviously acts like he doesn't give a shit, but, you know, he, he cares. He shows he cares. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the other thing when it comes to, like, Gintama in general. Like, I've seen so many clips just, like, randomly on, on YouTube. It's, like, whether it's, like, the funniest clips, most serious clips, the most hyped clips specifically i just like the fact that they parody just so much stuff yeah <laughs> and it's so crazy like one of my favorite ones because i i had no idea what the hell they were doing at first for this one but when they pretty much essentially brought kin toki in instead of gin toki and i was like what the fuck <laughs> it's just golden haired instead of fucking blue haired <laughs> or or silver haired i mean <laughs> i was like uh, I what won't... the fuck I won't spoil this episode, but I've I've shown Carl a lot of clips, like out of context mm. clips. And there's no. an entire episode. I'm not going to share any details, but there's an entire episode dedicated to Jackie Chan's nose. Like oh that's the kind of show this is. <laughs> <laughs> I so I'm like, think, oh shit. <laughs> no, I still think one of my out of like out of context clips I've seen was like the Gundam shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, like, Courtney's. <laughs> you're, you're good, go Carl. Courtney's showed me like so many clips from Gintama oh, that, I know. like, oh, I <laughs> it's hard to feel like Gintoki from the stuff she's shown me can be like this, uh, this character that can be both comedic and dramatic. Because I've only seen like the slapstick part of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's. I think from your case, I can see how it can be like a. Uh, 
quality husband. I, I know you just you bought mm-hmm. a figure of him a couple months ago, and you kind of curate your figures because you only want to get things that really mean something to you. Yeah. So I know that Gintoki, by you buying his figure, like he is a significant character in your anime life. He he is great. Like if for anyone who like want, is considering Gintama, definitely watch it. Gintoki is a solid character. The, like, the whole cast of characters is fucking amazing. Um, but he definitely so st- steals the show. And not only because he's the main character, but just because of everything that he does. Um, is absolutely hilarious and absolutely epic. Taraharu is I want a figure of that dog. Oh, Saraharu is so cute. <laughs> yeah, I love Saraharu so much. I love how much he is incorporated or how Sadaharu is incorporated into like the the first OP you know we still haven't seen the dog for like a minute yeah and then we finally get to this episode where they get the dog it's so fucking good <laughs> god damn it uh yeah you literally just sparked uh like a fire under my ass to like to want to push myself to watch Morgan Tom because I do watch one or two episodes at, at least a week because since I'm watching so much other shit on top of that, since I have to keep up with the other things and all the stuff that's going on in all this manga I'm reading. But Gintama is one of those ones I am trying to like really push hard to finish because I know for a fact it's a great series and I loved it since like the first episode. Yeah. Oh my god. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Man. That, oh, that was a lot <laughs> of information to, to go through and take down, which is not too bad. And I really did enjoy this little talk that we had from our favorite husbandos like, yeah really this was did. great anytime we mm. get to talk about waifus or husbandos i'm always down for that i know i i think i'm overdue for a waifu episode since the last time <laughs> i did one was the third episode oh, <laughs> it's been a minute like i've already gone back to uh anime ops i've already had two episodes of that but i think waifus is probably going to be the one of the next topics in the later feature that needs to be reintroduced again because that list has slowly been changing and uh, i need to tell people about these other way better than some of the other ones i've talked about before <laughs> yeah i feel like waifus and husbandos like our list will always constantly be updating because there's so many good ones that are even come out in recent memory that it's <laughs> it's you know, like you kind of have to rank them a little bit differently now Pretty much. And I've actually gone back to that episode and listened to it again. And I didn't realize like some of the ones that I randomly said, like Roberta from uh, Black Lagoon. Like she is she hasn't moved from my list of my top from my top 10. She's still been there consistently. I think she's the only one that probably hasn't moved besides um, fucking uh, what the fuck's her name? Oh my god, I'm so bad. Yukino. Like, she hasn't moved either, and same with Mai. Yukino's a great character, yeah. I, yeah, I really love her so much. Like, yeah, it looks like waifus might be coming up. (laughs) 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 But man, Carl, Courtney, Jesus, thank you very much for coming on. Like, I really appreciate you, you two taking time out of your busy days and coming on to talk some anime. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having us. This has been great. I know. Like I I I've I've say this all the time on every single episode whenever I have guests. I do listen to people's shows and I do like a lot of the stuff most people always do with some of their episodes. And your guys is the fact that you have your dedicated ones to like animes and anime topics and then us just one just for JoJo's. Have juggling two of those, man. It 
it probably does take a toll, right? I'm assuming. It does, yeah. I and slept it's... in a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more interesting when Stone Ocean premiered because yeah. Strictly JoJo is a bi-weekly podcast and Strictly Anime is a weekly podcast to try and keep our sanity. Um, mm-hmm. But with Stone Ocean, we wanted to review it every single week, you know, to capture that hype to like, you know, be a part of the community as as they were talking about it. So yeah, right now it's been like extra crazy because we're at a week, like two weekly podcasts to do mm. our Stone Ocean run. But it's been great because, yeah. I mean, to be able to talk about JoJo in a dedicated platform and then have another dedicated platform just to talk about anime in general is like a dream come true for us. Yeah. And then also since like Stone Ocean's coming back in December, it's like, oof, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another yeah. 12 weeks, 14 weeks, however many episodes. A, it's going to be yeah. a busy winter. Yeah. <laughs> it, oh, it most definitely will. Uh, also, man, Jesus. God damn. So much. Just so much information that you guys go through. It's like astounding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not, I wouldn't be able to do that at all. We used to be a weekly podcast, and I'm glad we're bi-weekly now because, Jesus, doing that weekly does take a toll, and I can, I, I feel you. <laughs> I really yeah, do. Yeah, for sure, and it's all about, like, finding the, the schedule that works best for, like, you and your co-host, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all, all about putting out the best product, not about putting out the most product, so that's why we were like, you know, with JoJo, we're going to do bi-weekly because we want to make sure that we're really taking the time to do our research with each and every episode, so mm-hmm. having that extra prep time in between makes a world of difference. Obviously, it's different with Stone Ocean, like, we're, we're, we're pumping them out really crazy, but we're really into the, the, the show now that it's premiering, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, every podcast has has their way of doing things and i think there's no right way of doing it it's all about how do you get the best conversation out there to your audience no i i agree and you ace and, and psychotics you you guys hold it down well so. yeah you guys have such keep good doing, banter keep doing what you're doing <laughs> yeah i mean it, that, and that's the fun part too about it it's like if you have co-hosts around you that just can't do specific things that help elevate essentially like the energy like psychotics always brings up how much sports enemies are the best and how much he hates roms and rubs it in my face all the time <laughs> i i actually really do like that dynamic because it mm-hmm. doesn't get stale and fuck me and you guys listen to whenever he talks when he whenever i bring a fruit basket he always says fruit bucket <laughs> yeah <laughs> that literally became a catchphrase on the damn show now it's like it's so stupid but it's so funny put that on a shirt Be- because yeah oh my god i should definitely put <laughs> now, that would be a good idea for merch. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I'm gonna give you guys like at least a minute or two. Drop whatever you need to promote up here right now. Go for it. Take as much time as you want. I don't yeah, mind. <laughs> absolutely. So um again, we host two podcasts. We've got Strictly Anime and Strictly JoJo, both of which are part of our like podcast quote unquote network called the Strictly series. Um, Strictly Anime, as we mentioned, is our podcast dedicated to anime reviews and discussions. We talk about anything from like throwback anime to seasonal stuff. We even have discussions like recently we talked about deaths in anime that hit hard. Um, We talk about OPs and EDs on a yearly basis. Um, We even rank like the best and worst of anime each year. So we really talk about anime um, at a very holistic level. And then our other podcast, again, is Strictly Jojo, which is, of course, dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, We're normally a bi-weekly podcast when we go through every single episode of every single part. Um, We recently paused our part three Stardust Crusaders review to then talk about Stone Ocean. So while we're talking about Stone Ocean, we're talking about it weekly. Um, But then once that's done, we'll jump right back into Stardust Crusaders. So if you're a big fan of Jojo, head over there. 
Both of our podcasts are on all streaming services, including Spotify, Apple, and Google. Um, we have a Discord server. We're on Instagram at the Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and our website is thestrictlyseries.com. All of those things will be down in the description below. Go check out their stuff. Go check out the Strictly JoJo, because if you love JoJo, you got to listen to that podcast. Like, Hell honestly, yeah. You <laughs> really do. <laughs> and also, their Discord is popping. Go check it out. Go in there. Say hello. Drop your uh, hot takes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> my God, I've seen so many hot takes in your Discord and then my Discord and then other Discords. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> sharing hot takes across all of the Discords. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Great. And then not only that, also, once you guys get into their Discord, tell them to start watching Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> we need that push. We need that, like, that, that encouragement to finally watch stuff. So, yeah, push us. <laughs> Didn't I push you for a one specific show? Oh, was it Classroom of the Elite? Classroom of the Elite. Yep, yeah. which is so good. After we yeah. talked about it when you, were, um, when you joined us, I was like, all right, I got to commit. And I love it. So, yeah, thank you for that yeah. recommendation. No, yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's, that's one, because I love when you brought up that question when i was on your show about like it would show i was like really interested in and that i had to like i slammed that one before you even finished the question yeah <laughs> five years i waited for it five jesus at least it's not as bad as um origaru waiting for that long that was like that eight one. years or something holy shit something like that and it's like i'm glad i watched that during 2019 yeah and to 2020 which is good because i'd have to wait so long but damn Ooh, man. All right, cool. Well, remember everybody to watch your goddamn enemies because that's the tagline of the show. Go check out, go check us out everywhere. Follow us, share it with everybody. Go follow us on Twitter at SimpXSempiPod. And then not only that, check out their lovely show. Strict The Strictly series is really good. Good friends of the show. I mean, honestly, I. It, without other people in the actual podcasting and anime community, you really, really can't do a lot of these things. But I'm glad that there are people I can talk to, find, and just get the chance to chit-chat with them. And I'm glad Courtney and Carl both came in. I really do appreciate both of you coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us. This yes, has been, thank you. It's been awesome. I feel like every time we chat with you, it's always such a good time. <laughs> Should always be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, I'm going to let you two go, and everyone have a nice, wonderful day, and peace the fucks out. Arrivederci.